You're listening to the private podcast for The Matrix with Amber Smith. Okay, we're talking about seeing clients in their power today because it's come up a lot in private conversations, but also I think it's one of the most important things we can do for our clients before they ever hire us is to really believe in them and speak to them in their power and I'm going to explain what I mean by that and like how I actually did it, but I made like this funny graphic. Hold on. <laughs> to like paint the picture, I guess. I used Patrick from SpongeBob SquarePants. I used to watch this like a long time ago. I'm not like super familiar with it, but I think most people know Patrick or you've heard of it at least. And if you haven't, the picture itself will like kind of paint the picture. This is not a real client. This is a metaphorical client. But I think if you think about it like a spectrum of the kind of client we want to speak to, it could be easy. Like, okay, maybe we're not like, you know, all the way on Patrick level. But I think sometimes when we're thinking about who we're writing to or who we need to convince to work with us, we're on this side of the spectrum. We're like imagining someone who's like not really in touch with their personal power doesn't have a lot of ambition or desire to have a transformation, kind of just doing their thing in La La Land. And that's like, okay, this is obviously like at a personified extreme example. Most people aren't actually like this. But what I could paint the picture for is someone who's like pretty content in their life. They don't feel like anything's missing. They don't have big desires or they don't have a deep personal pull to transform. And so if we try to reach them, and speak to those kinds of people, it's this convincing energy. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with these kinds of people. It's just they're probably not a good fit for coaching. And so what this sounds like when we're trying to sell our coaching or get a client is like this convincing, like, coaching is what you need. Everyone needs coaching. Like, don't you want this? Don't you want a better life? Don't you want a transformation? And they're like, I mean, maybe... What I want to speak to and like really seeing clients in their power is more like Luke Skywalker. <laughs> it's going to be really nerdy. But Luke Skywalker before he meets Yoda. Because you'll see like my second one is like we are Yoda, right? We are like the guide helping Luke Skywalker become Luke Skywalker. Because before Luke Skywalker finds out about his personal power and the force and his destiny and all these things, it's cheesy, but it's like really true, right? He is lost. He doesn't know who he is or how powerful he is, even though he had it inside of him, right? Which is what we help our clients do. He needed Yoda to bring that out of him. But Luke was pursuing something. He was actively looking. He wanted answers. And we see him even in the movie, like he's searching for stuff. Like he's really interested in his friend Ben and all these things. That's the kind of person we want to speak to. It's like the person budding with potential who is actively seeking something. And it doesn't have to be like super mega Jedi, like crazy, unless you want to be that kind of coach. That's totally fine. I just don't think it has to be. But how it actually looks is people researching their problem. It looks like people actively making the initiation, like they're Googling something. They're actively thinking like, I want this. What kind of podcasts are they listening to in reference to like why you'd be a good coach for them? When I think of my clients, they're consuming this kind of content. They're reading books. They're looking at themselves saying, why am I not achieving my goals? They're accountable to themselves. 
They want something that they don't have. If you go back into the art of deep coaching, the five assumptions of deep coaching that I teach, one of them is that everyone has something that they don't want. Whether they're aware of it or not, that's up to us to uncover and to you know be mindful of in our copywriting. What I want to put for your consideration is that you're speaking to people who already know that they want something that they don't have yet. So we're not talking to someone who's like, I don't know what I want. They're like, I've identified I want this thing. I want a better life. I want better relationships. I want a clean home. I want to stop feeling anxious. I want a better business. I want to be more abundant. Whatever it is, they've identified something that they want and they're actively pursuing it, even if they're at the beginning of their journey. I think the mistake is that we are trying to explain away things and we're talking to the wrong person. This is why I like to say things like your clients are already in your orbit. The reason that they're in your orbit is because they're actively looking for guides, right? They're looking for the Yoda. <laughs> they're like, who's going to help me get to this point B? Like, I know I have what it takes. I just haven't performed. I haven't made powerful decisions. I haven't taken the action. I haven't done the belief work to get there. And I want someone who I know can help me. They're not just lollygagging around in their life. And I think that it's not that we don't love them because I think one of the mistakes I made early on is like I tried to sell coaching to everyone. And it's not bad, but what I really like is the word psychographics, right? We're after people who think a certain way because one of the things that I think we bump into if we don't identify the kind of person that's a good fit for coaching is we handhold a lot because we had to convince them in the beginning that this is a good idea. They're like, well, I don't really know what I want. I'm not sure. And you're like, no, no, like this is good for you. I did that a lot where it's like coaching is the most amazing thing. Like, let me help you get what you want out of life and all these things. And a lot of my clients, it was like every session was me like reminding them why they hired me, reminding them why it's a good idea to keep paying me because they had a lot of resistance. And I think it's because I convinced people that coaching was like magic. And like I said, it's not that it's bad. It's just that there's another way that makes it easier for you and that your clients get the most out of it. And if any of you are familiar with the Pro Coach program, I teach this as like elevating your ideal client avatar. And when I think of elevating, it's like someone further along in their journey. So if you imagine we're doing Luke Skywalker and drawing all in the same, <laughs> the same teaching. So I imagine my clients on a journey, right? Like there's this path. And as long as they're on the path, they're probably a good fit to work with me in some capacity. When I think of Patrick... From SpongeBob, he's not even on the path. He's like doing his own thing. As soon as a client opts into walking the path in my niche, right? Like more money, a business that's growing, and like personal happiness, right? Like success. Yours might be like, I'm just looking at some of you, that's what you do too, like more money, more success, more happiness. I think spring, because you're on here, like I'm going to call you a little bit, like you have a more specific end result, and that's okay. As long as your clients are like walking this path, where they've identified this is a problem and there has to be a solution. They're feeling anxious about all the stuff in their house or they're actively searching like something that's related to this path where they're like, okay, I know the destination that I want. Because then you don't have to motivate people to get on the path, to use that as like the metaphor. I think in the beginning when selling coaching felt really hard, I was like, come get on the path. It's really hard. Personal transformation is really difficult and you have to take a lot of accountability and all this stuff, but like you want it because don't you want to see what you're capable of? That was kind of my messaging. And now I more speak to people who like already know they want to see what they're capable of. They're already on the path. 
And it's so much easier to be like, hey, I can walk with you on this path if you want. I've been here before where I have tools that make this path easier, right? But they've already decided I want to walk this path. Sorry, I just saw the chat. When you say coaching creates miracles, then what it means is that it is for the people who are ready to receive the miracle. Yes. They already want something exceptional or something different than that what they've been experiencing. Because when I think about who's a great fit for coaching, it's not necessarily that I can't help people who aren't aware of their problem or aren't aware of this path that's available for them. I just know they probably have a little bit of work to do before they're ready to get on the path, right? They have to become problem aware. And an example that I think about, like, let's say it's someone who's struggling in their relationship. When they're not aware that they're having a problem, they're feeling all these things that they don't even know, like therapy is a solution, a book is a solution, a coach is a solution, right? They're just like venting. They're complaining. They're like, I have all these problems. It's so-and-so's fault. Like he needs to fix himself. He needs to do something about that, <laughs> right? And it doesn't have to take a long time. All of a sudden, there could be like a post on Instagram or they talk to their friend about the therapist they went to or a book that they got recommended to randomly. And all of a sudden, they see the light at the end of the tunnel is another way you could think of it. Like, there's a solution for me. This does not have to be my reality. And that kind of person, when they take that first step to looking for solutions and they're ready to open their eyes to see different ways of thinking about their problem, that's the kind of person that we want to work with. And so if you think about the model, if that's something that you resonate with, like your thoughts about the client, right? It's someone who wants this. It's not someone who doesn't want coaching. I think when we accidentally slip into believing they don't want coaching, we think we're annoying. We think people don't actually want it. And it's like this convincing, like, I have to overcome all your objections I don't want to take your money. It can feel like almost apologetic because you're like, but you don't really want this, but like, I need to sign clients, right? So it's this like conflict of values versus really imagining someone in their power who's like wanting to work with you, who's like, can't wait to see the email that you sent or can't wait to see what you posted on Instagram or can't wait to have their next conversation with you because they love what you're sharing and they love how you think about life. That kind of person is very different. We want people who are in conscious incompetence. Yep, they know there is a problem and they are searching. It's so good. Yeah, that's like a great way to explain it. Conscious incompetence. And I think that they know that there's somewhere they want to go. When I explain coaching to people who have never heard of it, I'm like, well, I don't think coaching is for everyone. I think coaching is for people who have like a destination that they're trying to reach actively and consciously. They've identified something that they want that they don't have. Now, everyone has things that they want, but they don't have. But are people aware of it? Are they actively thinking about it? And just from my own belief work on the person is that they want me to offer my services and solutions to them. Like I think about people that I buy from. I remember the first time I found one of my mentors who I've talked about, his name is Robin Sharma. I like read his book, The 5 a.m. Club, and I was like, I hope he has some coaching available. <laughs> so I went to his Instagram and I clicked on like got his bio. Like I was his ideal client in this moment, right? I think the error is that we think there's no one like this for us but there are. And so part of our work is to imagine pure potentiality, imagine those kinds of people are in our orbit, that they are searching and consuming and clicking the links in your bio and you don't even know them. Like Robin Sharma didn't know me, but I was actively pursuing how else can he help me because I loved his book. And so even though I can't pick his brain, I'm imagining he has really empowering thoughts about his clients because that's how I felt about myself. 
I'm like, let me find the tools. Let me find the Yoda out there for me. What's interesting is you guys are all like this, right? You're here. You are actively seeking people and mentors and ideas who can assist you on the path that you are walking. Why not imagine people just like that in your audience? It's almost like, well, I'm this unicorn. So other clients aren't like that. You know, other people need to be convinced or persuaded. Interesting. So I think part of our work is to clean up our own thoughts about the clients that we imagine and spend time thinking about. Why not imagine them like you? Seekers, actively engaged, reading the books, doing the work. And maybe they're not like a bookworm and maybe they don't consume a ton of content or like do this work at the level that you do, but they are thinking about how they can be better. They are thinking about what they want and how they can get it. And they're initiating that process themselves. So then it's not like, hey, come get on this path. It's awesome. It's really hard. That's why you need me. But we can do it together. It's like they're on the path. They already know that they're running into roadblocks. And you're like, I can help you. I actually want to like do this live with you and how this looks. But I'm going to share some of my own stories really quickly about how I speak to people on the path. Take this or leave this. But I think for me, it'd be like going to someone who has no interest in entrepreneurship, no interest in coaching, being like, you know, there's a way you can build an incredible business as a coach entrepreneur. All their resistance, all their fear, all their like lack of knowledge and me being like, get on the path. Like, this is an amazing opportunity. Like the potential so there for you. Get on the path of entrepreneurship. Instead of identifying people who are already on the path of entrepreneurship, already running into obstacles. And so I'll give you another example. Let's say I was working in, like if I wanted to work with corporate employees, or people in a company who is a good fit for coaching, someone who wants to advance, someone who reads leadership books, someone who goes to conferences of their own dollar, someone who's maybe like reading blog posts from other executives. And I'm like, hey, I help people who want to grow in their career, but want to do it without, you know, sacrificing time with their family. The three little things that like growth, money, success, happiness, whatever they want. Like I help them do that. And like, it seems like you're that kind of person. If you've been trying to get a promotion or get into an executive role and you feel like you have to sacrifice your family or you're not getting the types of interviews that you want, or you're just really worried that you're actually not good enough to do that role, I can help you. Very different than talking to someone who's like, don't you want to be a leader? Like trying to convince them that that's what they want if that makes sense. And so I think part of our own work is to figure out what this looks like in our arena, the kinds of clients that maybe, and I'm thinking of like a sales email and you're talking to someone who's like a no or someone who doesn't get it or someone who's skeptical or believes coaching is a scam, right? Instead of someone who's like, I want coaching or maybe not, they're not thinking I want coaching, but they want the end result and they're willing to get a guide or a mentor, especially someone who's been in your world for a while we have to believe that they want coaching, that they're familiar with that term. They're familiar with what you do. And so we speak to them. I forgot to mention at the beginning, if you have any questions, please put them in the chat because we'll go over it. And I also want to give maybe personal examples for you guys. But for me, seeing people in their power is also like identifying the traits that you have, maybe unconsciously, that you could just simply believe other people have. And I think that this has been transformational for me, is recognizing that I'm a go-getter. I'm ambitious. I have things that I want that I don't have. I take the first step. I take quick action. I seek people out. I click the link. I do the work. I believe that my clients are that way too, that my clients seek me out. And this is something that goes first in your head and then you start to see evidence of it, right? Like we have to believe before we actually see it. 
And that this is one of the things that you can believe is that your clients are going to reach out to you because they are empowered, because they know what they want. And then when you start to speak to them that way, you start to see this actually happening, right? They DM you. They send you the email. You give them opportunities to reach out instead of trying to convince them to do this. It's almost like, I'm here. Let me know because I believe in you. And if you want me to be someone in your corner, I got you. Let me know if you're ready. It's a different kind of empowerment. I think when we think of people off the path, right, of whatever they're trying to create, you can empower them to get to the path. I think it just takes a lot more energy to convince them that this is something that they want to do versus someone who already knows they want it. It's a small distinction. And I think this is where we slow down to speed up. You might even go through some of your last sales email or like however you are reaching clients. Maybe it's social media, maybe it's a blog post, maybe it's an email and just try to almost slow down like the movie frame. Like what was I believing about my client? Because sometimes, and I know that when I started doing this work, I realized what I was actually believing is people didn't want it. I was trying to overcome my own doubt about people wanting it in my email instead of going, people do want this. There is someone who appreciates my help. That's another thing. I'm going to go back to that appreciates my help. They want the transformation. They're actively seeking it. They love growth. They love transformation. And they believe that they will do it at some point. Like Maybe they need help, but they believe that there's a possibility for them. That's who I want to write to. I'm going to come back to this appreciation thing because sometimes I think we imagine people who are like, oh, that's so expensive. And this is a shift that I think will help you. Is your best clients love paying you and are excited to pay you and want your support They don't think of it as this burden. I think subconsciously, a lot of coaches think that they are actually a burden to their clients instead of a blessing or a support. And I think if you secretly think them paying you is a burden, you're all good people. You're not going to sell with conviction because you're like, but secretly I'm burdening my client. And this is what I think seeing people in their power does is your best client's want to pay you and they don't see it as a burden. They see it as an opportunity for them to grow and advance in their life. They see it as like, I want your help. Of course, I want to pay you. But most coaches never challenge that belief because they never see it. And so I want to shine a light right on it. Maybe something came up for you when you heard that, like, I don't want to be a burden to my clients, which that's a good thought, right? We don't want to be a burden. We want to support them. But if you think it's a financial burden, a time burden, or even like the growing pains of what's required to get to the end result is going to be too much for your client. Like you're secretly kind of thinking that there's no way you can look someone in the eye and tell them the price with conviction and say, this is going to be good for you. And so I think part of it is really identifying the kind of person that you want to work with is someone who appreciates you, appreciates actually they love paying you because they're like, this is helping me get to where I want to go. I coached someone just a few weeks ago who like didn't realize she's such a good client. She's like, very appreciative and just loves getting coached. And she had this disconnect where she didn't realize like her clients could also be that way, right? That they love being coached, that they're super appreciative of the work that she does. Why not imagine that, right? This is pure potentiality and we bring it into form with our beliefs and actions. But I think we start there. Someone who loves you, someone who's like reading all your emails, someone who's like, you're a thought leader, You're so great. You're amazing. I love, you're so in integrity. Like they identify you as being great. They already love you. They already see your work as powerful and useful. 
and they use it and they're appreciative of you. Like that's the kind of client we're imagining. Because I think if left unchecked, our brains will drift into people don't want this. People think coaching is a scam. People are skeptical. People don't get the value. But we don't realize like that's our beliefs. To me, seeing clients in their power is consciously choosing a different story about our clients. And I think one of the reasons that a lot of you are in my world is because you probably felt my belief in you long before we ever were together. Because I really believe in the clients in my almost like field of potentiality. I'm just like, I believe in them. They don't need me. They want me because they see what they're capable of. And I bring that out of them. That's why people hire me. The same is true of your clients. And I think one of the mistakes that I made early on, and I just wanted to share this, is thinking like I had to wait for a certain level of client because I wasn't experienced enough. And I think that was one of my biggest limiting beliefs in the beginning is not recognizing that I could be a match for powerful clients just because I could show people their blind spots. I didn't have to wait until like I qualified for incredible clients. I just had to change my beliefs about the clients who were already in my orbit. And then I started speaking to them and then they started coming. And so the reason I think that this is so important is because it accelerates results because you start speaking to people who are ready now instead of going to be ready in the future. And so if you looked at your last sales communication with clients and you're really honest with yourself, where did you hold back because you were afraid of offending people or speaking to people who actually thought coaching was a scam or like you didn't want to offend people versus really speaking to someone in their power who's ready now? And I think if you do that work, that mental work before you write, before you communicate with clients, the message will be a lot more potent and a lot more relevant to the person who's on that path. So I wanted to open it up to do this work with you guys for your clients, like what it would be like maybe challenging some of the beliefs that you have about your clients, whatever came up during this, or like maybe differentiating who would be a good client in their power and how can you see them that way and speak to them that way. Jules, you came on. Did you want to chat through? Yes, I'd okay, love to do it. Up. Okay, what came up for you? Well, one thing came up that I have a few clients who are not necessarily like we're ready because sometimes I think there is that unconscious incompetence. You don't know what you don't know yes. and there is a possibility. Totally. But somehow, whatever I said, however, because of our relationship or whatever, so we got in. That's why like, one of the questions I have on my form, like, did it meet your expectations? And a lot of them say, uh, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. So that's, I guess, also a possibility. But maybe that's not something like, this is not the type of the clients maybe I want to focus on. Because maybe it did take a few trials to, so to speak, convince them. I guess just, yeah, focus on the other ones. And yeah, I have a couple so of those. I don't think it's yeah. bad. So I think even if you meet someone or are talking to someone who doesn't know what coaching is, it's more about how they think about themselves and life. And once they see that coaching will get them there, they're like a yes, right? They're like, oh yeah, like I want that. I think this is actually, I'm going to draw because I think what you said is really interesting. We can like bring it in. Well, I don't even know if they actually thought the coaching will get them because they weren't like on the destination. They more or less like stuck where they were and they thought that's it, so to speak. Like somebody, I guess, has to show them a possibility. Yes. So I would say this is like unconscious incompetence, right? They don't even know yeah. what they don't know. They don't know what they want. Like I'll use one of my friends, for example. <laughs> I haven't talked to her in years and I saw a picture of her on Facebook 
And she's like getting divorced and going through a lot, a lot of problems. And I can just tell by the way she wrote her post, she has no idea, no idea the stuff that we know as coaches, right? She has no idea how to take radical responsibility for her life. She has no idea that she can choose her thoughts. She has no idea that she's not a victim to these circumstances. So everything feels really hard. Everything feels like almost impossible, right? Like to use that word that you use, like people leave impossibility. Most people think it's impossible to change. This is just how it is. If I were to try to sell her coaching, I'm like, yeah, this is what we do together. She'd be like, oh, it just wouldn't. I'm like, okay, do you want to work together? If I just popped into her DMs, hey, I saw your post. I'm a life coach. This is what it looks like to work with me. Right? That wouldn't make sense. I would need to walk her through these steps. And it can happen in one conversation. This is what I want to offer that you did, Jules, is like you probably walked people through these steps, which is like conscious incompetence, where they're witnessing their role in the situation where they didn't have the communication skills or the desire or the, you know, whatever, to continue to use my friend as an example. Like if I were to help her be aware of where she could take responsibility, where she missed red flags, where she didn't communicate clearly, obviously gently, not like this is your fault, but like where could have she played a role and how could she create something more intentionally? She's going to realize there's a lot I don't know. There's a lot of skill sets that I don't have. I don't have that mental toughness. I don't have that mental clarity, whatever it is. For me, this is where content is helpful or free calls where you're like gentle. It's not this abrasive, like you need to take radical responsibility. It's just helping them start to open their eyes to where they have to take responsibility. People who always shun responsibility are a great fit to be a client or else they're going to make you responsible for their results. And we don't want that. So we want them to understand, I create my results. And that can happen a lot of different ways. I think this is why Brooke Castillo has been so successful because she teaches the model. And then she's like, see, you create your results. And so you have to change your thinking. And then coaching becomes the next logical step for people. Like, oh, if my thoughts create my results, I need help with my thoughts. And she's like, yes, get coached. We are responsible for doing that in our own content. And with our own conversations, I don't think it has to be in content. I think it can be conversations with people that we know, emailing, Instagram, social media, and conversations that we have. But I think this is the point of that first initial interaction with people, is helping them become conscious of their incompetence. Then, like I said, this can be all in the same conversation. We want to help them be consciously competent where they're like doing the work. This can happen after they hire you. This can even happen in your content. A lot of times people start doing the work just from how you're teaching things. And they're like, okay, I had a shift in perception. Like I started choosing my thoughts about my husband. If I were to kind of play this out with this friend, if I were to have a conversation with her, maybe she realizes she stopped communicating a long time ago and their relationship started to break down. She started to blame people and so part of her work is to be like, what's my role in this? How can I choose differently? How can I teach my kids differently? How can I ask for support? That might be this phase. And it's hard. And sometimes there's mistakes. And sometimes it feels impossible. But I know if I keep at this, I will get here, which is unconscious competence, where it's just how she lives. Most people want to go from here to here. And that's in my understanding, coaching. So Jules, you might have had this experience with your clients. I'm kind of curious what you think, where they walk through these first initial phases pretty quickly. And then they see why coaching is so powerful because they're working towards mastery. Does that resonate? 
Yes. And maybe that's how I attracted them because my whole thinking, because like they say, like all come for goals, but it seems like I'm attracting people and where I am or like what I think actually what I thought. That's why maybe I attracted them because, well, it's not about like really your goals, but about your relationship with yourself. But the fact that they even say that they have goals, because I think we forget most of the world doesn't think like we do, right? But the kind of person who has identified goals, they're a person in power. They know that what they want. That's the thing. They They did not know goal. Or at least they said, I don't know. And you like, poke, poke. I don't know. It was like either they were scared or something or in thinking. Like, that's why I'm like, how did you start talking to them? Well, one that I talked about in the boxer, she's been my wellness client for years. So I've already established the rapport with her. Mm-hmm. And then she joined one of my like little workshop that I did. And she was kind of like, oh, something was opening up. And then I just kept being there through our fitness sessions. Like we come for another thing and I talk and that took a lot of seeds to nourish and plant before she finally allowed yourself to believe that she can commit to something. So that's how we started. about the wellness. So she hired you as a wellness coach? Well, because that's what I did before. I did like the... So what was she wanting? Well, she wanted to feel better in her body, like less pain, more strong. So she had a lot of like issues with the body. Yep. So that's why we already had like years of working together. That's okay. It's the same rules apply when she first found you. She knew she didn't want pain. She knew she wanted to be healthier. Yes. I guess I planted the seed that she sprouted to a little possibility of something, even though she did not exactly expect because she did still have a lot of doubts and that stuff. And I have another lady like that. Doubts are okay. Yeah. And I have another lady like Doubts is where it's like, Conscious incompetence. Like, I know what is stopping me. I don't think I can do it. I don't think I'm capable of following through on a plan or whatever. But if you have that awareness, they're already on that path. People who don't even know what they don't know, that's like where it's hard. They don't know that they have doubts because they're not trying to get somewhere. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, now I'm thinking about it. So perhaps they already had something within themselves. But they weren't really at the stage of even like voicing it out because essentially when we went through the process and then like something came out of it, that's like, well, it's probably was always there. They just weren't even consciously aware of it or giving themselves permission to go that way. Maybe. How'd they find you? I mean, all referrals. <laughs> that's how I build my other business, all that's referrals. Awesome. So, well, if we go into messaging, what would it look like if I am talking to my person who is already a growth seeker and reads, let's say, personal development books and thinks about something out there? Yeah. So like, what would I sound like? Yeah. So I think the first word that came to me is like blind spots and customized support. So like, I think the difference between reading like The Big Leap, for example, like you could even use this as a clear example. There's a difference between reading The Big Leap and understanding upper limits and going through an upper limit and being coached through it. 
Mm-hmm. For example, I have a client who read The Big Leap and was like, I love the concept of upper limits. I know I'm at one. I was like, great. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on our session. We get on the session because she had just had a huge week in business and she bawled on our session, bawling. And I was like, what's going on? And she's like, I just thought I'd feel different. Like, I feel scared that I'm going to mess this up. I feel scared that like, I'm actually not a good enough coach for these people. I don't know what to do. Like, will more clients come in the future? All these things. And I was like, hey, this is an upper limit. Great things are trying to make their way in your life. And it's almost like you can't tolerate it. So it's okay that you're crying. Just let's move through this. Very different than her reading a book, right? The the real conversation, showing her blind spots, walking her through what an upper limit feels like to her, that's coaching. And I think that's a really powerful example. And I'm curious what we could work through for you. It's different than reading personal development. And I think that can be content. Reading personal development and getting coached are along the same lines, but very different experientially. Well, yeah. So can we work that? Yeah. So when you think about the kind of client, don't use your current clients. Use the person you want to work with next. Who is this woman or man? Well, I just had the session with her. I mean, this is like she renewed. And this is where we also came to like, I don't know what to do with life. And now she like actually came out with something. Yeah. She's in a different, because her self-concept and her consciousness expanded and she came from self-control to how she is to self-knowing. And today, because I've been in this creative mode and I was kind of like getting excited for a session because with her, I can be me. And that's the fun part because we like that flow and co-creating together. And she's the one who has finances and abundance and like constantly growing. Like she is the one. Yeah. Yeah. She's the one, but she didn't like have a goal per se, but we worked on some things. And so, and that was fun. So as I was doing the creation with her and like where she is, there was a whole world of like, I have this whole poster there. Like I have a galaxy <laughs> we created and this whole thing and whatever. And that felt good. And this is what I've been like listening to Michael Neal podcast. And I think yeah. he helped me understand how I have created impossible because that's how I created impossible. It was just impossible. That's why it's like, oh, let's just play. And that's it. But as soon as I go into my perfectionist time ape and set the goals, well, like, I think that's what I've been also like listening to my body. As soon as you start saying like, think how to talk to them. I'm like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> but then it's like what I say. And then and I'm like, well, I'm going to say this. I'm going to like go into the creative mode and be a conscious creator. And this is yeah. how you do it. Right doubt and blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, who is out there? <laughs> So I think that this is good because I think the way that you write, it might feel very abundant and like full of potentiality. It might not be this like scientific writing and that's okay. So when you slow down and you feel in your body, like this person who believes in abundance, who wants to grow, who wants coaching, what comes through you to say to her? She already wants abundance and wants coaching. I guess I'll say that. You are on the path of exploring abundance and attracting abundance to you, then be the abundance. <laughs> and that's how I show you. <laughs> so basically, this is like invite the mean girl into your wholeness. And then with the mean girl, 
let's create some abundance. And what I mean by that, by the mean girl, is that when we go into some kind of goals, then we start going into like all or nothing, or you didn't do this right, or mm -hmm. you did this wrong, and all of that. But what if that's not the problem, and which is going to bring this all, which has become that wholeness. And then from that, you attract more abundance, and then we put the steps but steps working really on you. So where are your clients getting stuck? Like what's stopping her? They're getting stuck on how they see themselves and how their own limiting self-concept. That's why that what they're trying to get feels so out of Do they reach. know the word limiting self-concept? Well, I would say if they like read self-help books and self-development okay. books. I have an idea that so if they're at the grocery store are they like I just have a really limiting self-concept <laughs> well like if you met them at like your grocery store this is your ideal client and you're talking to her like oh my gosh like we could create magic together what is she saying to you she's saying to me that oh I don't know I'm just sick and tired I'm so burnt out and this work, it's not exciting to me. And then I come home and I just never have time because I have three kids and they need to go to all these different places. And I'm not even excited about life. I think that's a big one. I'm not even excited about life. I don't have time to go from what I really want. My husband doesn't really understand me. And I constantly argue with him about this and that. And then, yeah, I'll just like never have enough money. I don't know. I don't know if I have those people. You should go back and watch that. Every little bullet point you just shared is like different content you can create. Well, tell me, help me transition from that to the content. Yes. Okay. So one of the things you said, let's see. Like, I don't even have time. That was a good one. Like, I don't even have time. I hear exactly what you said. I don't even have time to go after what I want. Is that what you said? To do things I want, maybe. Yeah. So... Let's use Jules language. So what would you say to someone, you and me are at the grocery store and I'm like, I don't even have time to like really do what I love anymore. I'm so burned out. Well, see, this is the thing. So like if I meet somebody like that and she tells me all of that, maybe that's my upper limit. <laughs> so I will be like, ooh, <laughs> do I want her? <laughs> so too much to deal with. Maybe I'll take myself out of it if, like, she tells me all of that in, like, one little session. I don't know. I'm, like, feeling like... Okay, then let's just do one thing. You're, like, you know, maybe she's checking out and she has a book that you've read. And you're, like, I love that book. And she's, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm really excited. I've heard good things. And you're, like, yeah, like, it really helped me with blank. And you just get into a, a normal human conversation. Huh. And she's, like, I've just been feeling so burnt out. Like, I just never have time to do what I actually want. And that's the line that your coach brain is like, bing, bing. <laughs> yeah, I guess from that, that feels a little lighter. Mm -hmm. And inviting with the book, then I can say that, oh, yeah, you know, I've been there as well. So like, that was my favorite phrase. I used to say like every time, like, I don't have time. I don't have time. Yeah, I used to like envy people who have six kids and they still have business. And I was like, not having any kids and I don't have time. Like, what, How did what did you do? do? What did I do? Yeah, what did you do? Well, you know, I found this thing coaching and then I had a coach and then I just kind of like started shifting my beliefs about time. And when things started to connect, I realized that that was really me creating the scarcity with time. And when I started shifting my thinking about time, I suddenly had more time. <laughs> 
So yeah. Stories are really underrated ways to sell coaching. How many stories have I told even in this little thing? I've told stories about me. I've told stories about my clients because I think it paints the picture. And I think in content, it's really powerful. Telling a story about you getting coached and how you used to believe that there was never enough time and your coach helped you believe that you can create time. Mm-hmm. You never have to experience time scarcity again. Just basically like take this. Oh, I met somebody at the grocery store. That's what she said. That just brought the... You know, I'm just the trying to get your almost like the scientific brain out because I think storytelling imagination really resonates with you. You can do this when you write content. Like, okay, what would I say? Almost like a love letter to my potential client. What do I want to write to her? Yeah, I even... When I go to the story, I like having to say like once upon a time. <laughs> and then it puts me into that stage, like not being serious. Yeah. Because yeah, when I get serious, then things get stuck. Speaking from the creative place and imaginative place, that will be the clients I will be attracting. Yeah, that's the zone that you want to be in. And then you want to bring in helpful stories, helpful tidbits, on how you can help them. Like, I think the best way to demonstrate you can help is to help them, right? And so your content becomes this like stew. Sometimes you're selling coaching. Sometimes you're helping them solve a problem. Sometimes you're telling a story from a client that you just helped. Sometimes you're sharing a story from your life and how you overcame a blind spot or a limiting belief. And that's the stew of content. How would I help them solve a problem through content? How to create more time. Okay. That could be a post. That will be the steps. Oh, mm-hmm. this is the steps I took. Yeah, you could just consolidate it. Like we talked about super thinking, right? Seven ways to create more time. I bet you could come up with seven. Part of it's going to be mind, like what you mm-hmm. actually think about time. And then some of it's going to be like some actual, maybe tangible ways to create time, right? Like if I kind of dissected what you said, I think one of the important things that you could help your clients do is like, what do you want to use time for? If you don't know what you want, Time's always going to slip away from you because you're not creating blocks of time to actually create what you want. So step one in time management is knowing what you want to create, right? That's part of what you do as a coach is we help people understand what they want and get clarity about it. And you can even tie in coaching to that. I'm like feeling a post coming on for you. It's like one of the biggest challenges my clients face is knowing what they want to create. And if you never figure out what you want, you won't know how to use your time, what to say no to, what to say yes to what actions to actually take in your life, and you just spin around in circles. I don't want you to spin around in circles, which is why I love coaching women to figure out what they want, create the unshakable belief that they can have it, and then go for it. And that's what we do in coaching together. I just pulled that out of nowhere. But like that's the kind of formulaic post that I think that you could do really well creating. Yes, that sounds good. When I get stuck in content, I always come back to this hook story offer, which we've talked about before. You can replace story with value. Like it doesn't have to be a story. It could be like five things I know about time, 10 things I know about abundance, two things I know about creating money. It doesn't really matter. So you like hook them with a question or something really interesting, something that appeals to your person, people who don't know what they want. They want to know what they want and they want to create it. They're feeling dull, uninspired. That's your person, right? You know, if you're spinning your wheels, always trying to figure out what you want, I want you to listen. Like that's the kind of person that you bring them in because they want to figure out what they want and they want to have passion and excitement and to feel alive and to feel abundant and joyful. But right now they don't because 
Part of that is because they don't know what they want. And so I think part of what you help people do is uncover and refine the clarity about what they want. So that's content too. Yeah, sounds good. So talk to the ones who don't know, or even if they do know, they just might be afraid to voice it out because yes. they're afraid. That's another post. If you're afraid to share what you really want, this post is for you. If you're afraid of telling your long-term partner that what you want is different than what you're experiencing right now, because that takes bravery. Like, here's three of my best tips for how to have that hard conversation. So it may just be living in my tips to share. It's all made up. Everyone's making stuff up, right? And so you have to have that just internal, like, this is the kind of person that I am. You have mastery in helping people. Because I think maybe that's what I'm not so in power when you go into steps. Okay, then toss it. If that doesn't feel good, toss it. Steps help me. Numbers help my brain. Yeah. You don't have to write content like that. No, but it would be good to have steps because... Well, but it doesn't have to be like sequential. So like one of my best performing podcasts and Instagram posts is the five ideas that have changed my life, which is why I pinned it. And Mm -hmm. they're not like in order. It's not like you have to do step one and then you have to do step two after step one. It's just like I was sitting in my car at a birthday party and I was like thinking and I was like, what ideas have like really changed my life? Then I asked myself more specific because I could go on forever about ideas that have changed my life. And so I picked five because that felt more like consolidated. And then I shared it. You could just say three ideas about abundance and you don't have to be like step one. Yeah. See, when you put it in the ideas, now my brain is going. Yeah. Then that's good. Use that. And as you put me into steps, it's like, oh. Then take this. away steps. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ideas. So ideas, good. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Any other good words to play with? <laughs> I think even just taking like ideas, like, and you might play around with like three ideas about abundance that I wish my clients knew. Okay. Well, thank you. The other thing I'm going to ask you to do is just think through like the conversations you have with clients already. Like, I think you really underestimate what you're already doing with clients. I share story, like a lot of my ideas come from the conversations I'm having actively. So like, mm-hmm. tell me about a client called last week that really stands out to you right now. Last week? Yeah, well, just with my first one. Um, on Voxer that I told you. Yeah, because I wasn't, I think, expecting her bravery of that sort. Because she was timid and I was so celebrating her power and decision that she was making so that's what stood out because she was really allowing herself to connect with herself and create from that place like possibility in life so that's what stood out because i've known her for a while that's a great post when i first met my client she didn't know what she wanted to create She felt overwhelmed by all the ideas and like couldn't really commit to anything. And just last week, we had one of the most powerful sessions we've had to date. What she declared she wanted, you know what I mean? Like just telling the story in your own words and why it was powerful for you to witness and what that's going to mean for your client. Tell that story. And if you'd like to experience this kind of transformation and deciding in an empowering way what you want for your life, even if it's something that up until this point has felt totally impossible, 
I believe in possibilities for you. Click here to schedule your free complimentary session. Boom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe like finish with that kind of sentence. I believe and like create that belief in something like possibility or something. Yeah. After you tell the story, you make it about the woman in pure potentiality, the woman you're imagining who's a client in her power, right? Like based on what we talked about today, it's someone mm -hmm. who's walking the path. Like if you want to discover what possibilities you can create from a place of certainty and empowerment or whatever words you want to use, either respond to this email or whatever call to action you want to give. But the person you're thinking about is someone in their power who is ready to take action. So yeah, my thinking to see them in their power. And like what you said, yeah, everything is made up and like coaching is made up. So then it's just also me expanding possibilities of making it up and owning that. Or another way to say it is that you can call concepts whatever you want, even if they're like, trying to think of a good framework. Like I just finished the book Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson and he has like the perfect webinar framework. He just made it up. He made up this sequence and was like, I'm calling it the perfect webinar framework. You could talk about the abundance mindset shift and just give ideas for how to make that shift. I don't think you even have to have a framework. Like I wouldn't get stuck on that. But I think the underlying message that I want you to hear me say is that your ideas are valid and good. Whether you have a framework, whether you name it something or not, that doesn't matter. What you have to share resonates and empowers people. Believe that. And you might even repeat that to yourself out loud before you write an email or a post. Like what I have to say matters, resonates, and empowers people. What do I want to say to them? Yeah, I have to believe that. Just by saying that and doing that. Yeah, because that's my own journey yeah taking space in life yes and that increasing and not life. just space i think this particular session is like you taking up space with your words and with your ideas and this is about believing people want to read what you have to say people enjoy reading what you have to say people are served by reading what you have to say okay so which essentially it goes back to me that I enjoy and I am served <laughs> by what I am saying. Yes. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> Kaylin or Spring, did you have something that you wanted to ask or work through today? And it's okay if not. I think that sometimes we get what we need from other people as well. <laughs> I don't know what I would get coached on today. I just really appreciate having this conversation <laughs> because I feel like I have gone through this mental work and I have come to a new place of believing in my clients and of like not beating myself up for taking the journey that I've taken to get to where I am, where I believe in them. And I've been hesitant to write to them again, but I've been like, I want to connect with my clients again. I want to connect, but it's like I've felt a block and I feel like this is the block <clears throat> that I needed to really dive into my positive beliefs about them and this kind of up leveling of the where people are in their journey reaching out to me and I know that I have a client base that are following me and it is just giving them the opportunity to reach out I'm no longer convincing them that what I'm doing is yeah something you should do 
yeah, they already know it's something that they want to do. Yeah. And I think something that stood out to me too is I have a lot of testimonials and I'm not using them. And I'm also not tracking like how many people go to my website because I know that my website does convert people. Like they go to it and they're like, I read your website and I've looked at other organizers and I knew that I had to work with you. It's like something there is really aligning yeah. with them. Yep. So then yeah. you, maybe part of your strategy is to send more people to your website. Yeah. And I'm curious what you think about having, you know, like Corinne Crabtree really talks about like have a free offer on your website. You know, mm -hmm. what do you think about that? Yeah. I think if you want to sell through email, that's a really awesome strategy. Right. Where it's like they download this freebie and then they have like emails from you telling stories, adding more value, and then ultimately inviting them to either consult with you or to buy the course or something. I think it depends on your goals. I know that you have kind of some different goals. Sometimes you're wanting to sell this course and sometimes you want one on one clients. So I think it depends what you're wanting because that's going to change the messaging about mm -hmm. those, about those emails. Okay. And you can play with both. For you, I would just decide on one. I don't think it matters because then the emails that you write are gearing up towards maybe an invitation to have a call with you, which is a different experience than like by this course. Yeah, right now it's more like stay tuned for the amazingness that's coming. I don't want free calls anymore. Yeah. So then <laughs> maybe you sell the course or that. What did you call it? Something to freedom. Five weeks to freedom. Five weeks to freedom. So then maybe that's what you're selling. And it starts with like a PDF download about some basic principles or a quick win. Yeah, that's fun. Just, I don't know if you download freebies, but like just pay attention to the freebies that you download. And then those are probably a good format for yours. <laughs> that's how I use Short and sweet. <laughs> yes. It's always short and sweet, especially if it's free, right? It's something that's quick, easily digestible, that adds value. Mm -hmm. I don't have this made. I'm kind of curious. Maybe you already have something that you could. Use. Oh, I have so many. I have so many that I've, just I've, I've, I've just pick one. Yep. And it's mostly to collect their email. That's the purpose of it. Yeah. And that's actually, I think my two big things this summer is get more people on my website. I hired a VA who put at the end of every single blog post, because I have like 50 now, you know, how to sign up for my newsletter. Perfect. And I think. The freebie on my website, I've been putting that off and I could actually have the VA do that. Oh my and then coming from a place of what you're doing is working, it's important. Like it's not that you're not doing good. You are doing good and you want it maybe more automated or systematized or to work with these next level clients. And that's it. It's like, this is about optimizing, not starting from scratch. Well, can you post it if I can help you with any of the onboarding on your website or anything like that? If you want. Yeah, I would actually love feedback on my website. From Do you want to send it to me in Boxer and I can look at it? Okay. Awesome, guys. Okay, well, I'll see you ladies tomorrow. All right. Bye. Goodbye. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Thank you.